With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, it's John Gibbons here for an Anfield Rap special, and we've used the international break to get out and about. We've been out across Liverpool, um, seeing a few things that Liverpool Football Club are doing off the pitch. So, first of all, through the foundation... Those of you who went to the Legends game or supported the Legends game might be wondering where the money goes, and we went and found out, so we went to a day that the foundation put on, which was to showcase some of the charities, big and small, in Liverpool that they help and that they support. So I went along to that to hear more about the foundation and what they're doing and speak to a couple of those charities, so you will hear that. And then also Red Neighbours, which is the initiative in Liverpool that takes themselves out to the community and helps with a variety of, of community kind of activities within the city and um, one of the things they do is walking football so they've been doing it in L4 for a while and now they've launched in Kirby so Gareth Roberts and a few of the others went up there and spoke to a few of the guys who take part a few of the organizers and also a Premier League footballer who joined in as well and I think enjoyed himself so yeah so this is that so the first person you'll hear is me speaking to a few of the guys at the foundation event and then it'll be on to Gareth up in Kirby speaking to some people about the Red Neighbours walking football scheme. So hope you enjoy and hope it gives you a bit more of an indication into the things that Liverpool Football Club are doing on a week-by-week basis in the community. Hope you enjoy. So it's John Gibbons for the Anfield Wrap and I'm at Anfield, which is always a joy whether Liverpool are playing or not. I'm in the Reds Lounge, uh, which is nice and I've had a lovely morning here learning more about uh, the community fund and where the money from these fantastic legends games goes and it goes very far and helps a lot of people. Um, so to talk about that and more, I'm Joe by Matt Parrish, who's director of the foundation, and also Susan Black, who's, who's both director of um, communications, is that right, at a Liverpool Football Club, but also one of the trustees uh, from the foundation. So, first of all, thanks a lot for inviting me down um, this morning. Um, it's I found it quite inspiring, Matt, to, to first of all, just to know how many people are working day in, day out to make a difference in this city. I think that's a key, and, and you're right, and so do we, you know, and that was the idea. I think the idea was... Um, as a foundation, you, we do a lot of doing ourselves, which is great, and we don't, and we, and we always will. And we want to grow that, but there's so many other smaller charities that are, are out there working hard, and they've been impacted like everyone else. You know, cuts over the years. There's not as much funding out there to go for. So we thought, on the back of the Legends uh, fundraising, which is our fans, basically, it's our, it's our main fundraising piece. It is our fans fundraising for us. How can we use some of that to impact as many? I said earlier to use my. South East London parlance, proper community programmes that are really doing the nuts and bolts, nitty gritty stuff on the ground. Um, so yeah, we've had two funding rounds of a hundred hundred k donation out of the uh, the Legends proceeds. Cash for Kids, Radio City Cash for Kids administer it. To their credit, they take no percentage; they don't take a cut from it. Um, we've had two funding rounds, and we we managed to fund over over seventy different groups. Um, I think, yeah, we, we actually crept over. We couldn't say no. So £106,000 was spent, and it's been, it's amazing. And to your point, John, the, the breadth and the reach of some of the different projects that's happening. It is one of those, it's the old welling up moment when you see and hear about the stories, the work's being done. It's very humbling. Because these organisations, who's the real life, 
almost solely on, on fundraising they can do for themselves, can't they? I mean, there's so many organisations that you think, oh, they must get help from the government or the council or whatever, and they don't, they're doing it solely on their own, sometimes literally solely on their own. And so any help that they can get just does make a huge difference in the city. It does, John, and I think we've heard that this morning. We've heard so many people come in here and they've said that they work on their own, you know, they feel a bit isolated really doing all that great work and giving all that contribution back to the community and the kindness and the you know the so you know that's today was really about bringing some of those people together we've had a great day I'm glad you have too <laughs> it's been brilliant to bring them all back together but yeah the funding is difficult and we're delighted um, to be able to do this project it's really with great thanks to our fans who come to the legends match um, as a board of trustees we will do the next next year's charity match, which will be Liverpool Legends and Barcelona Legends, which will be phenomenal in March. And we've already committed another £100,000 to doing the same great work in the community, spreading the word and really affecting a lot of kids. I mean, this project alone has affected over 26,000 children, which is phenomenal. You know, anything from older age, to, well, we heard the wonderful story this morning about Wigsy Woo, yeah. you know, to kids going on holiday, you know, you know, the kids that are, you know, suffering from abuse. So it's it's heartbreaking, as Matt says, but and it's a small part that we play in making that happen. But a massive thanks to all of our fans for really helping I think to that's make the these key. kids. I, don't, I think fans should be proud because yeah. there's not. I said it this morning. This most football clubs are doing unbelievable work in their communities. A lot of that is delivery centred, um, but what we're able to do because of our fans is is that fundraising piece with them. We're obviously fortunate enough to get use of Anfield once. I mean that's amazing, um, and I think it. And the fans probably don't realise that they do that. Um, so we we picked up last year that to be able to sort of almost designate and tell the fans what some of the funding raised on the game will go to. Really, they they really responded well to that. So the community fund. Um, we worked with the Home at Bay Foundation. Um, we funded last year some funding went to a military veterans program. So programs that really resonate, and I think um, most importantly, they're sort of the proper, as I've said before, local Merseyside-based programs having an impact in our region. Um, and it's a great place, but there's a there's a lot of need, um, and, and I think we're quite well placed there to support and help with some of them. So there's still a few tickets left for the game next year, isn't there? It's just a chance a to yep. not just see Fernando Torres uh, in the flesh, yeah. uh, which we're all looking forward to again, yeah. but also, you know, the, we, we could see from this morning where that money goes. Yeah, totally. I think, you know, it'll be a phenomenal day. We've been blessed the last yeah. five that we've done. The sun's been shining, <laughs> even though it's in March. You know, somebody up there is looking very kindly on us. We've had a full house every game yeah. that we've put on and we raise a lot of money and put that to very good use. I think a special thanks to Cash for Kids. They administer the fund. They do not take a penny. So everything that's raised goes straight into the community. So And obviously, as you see, our fans have just been phenomenal. OK, so my name's Laura Charlton. Uh, I've been in post for about six months now um, as charity manager for Cash for Kids. And... The Foundation Community Fund, you guys at Cash for Kids have been pivotal by the sounds of it in terms of allocating that money to, to worthwhile causes. So so how did you get involved with with this in particular and how difficult was it um, to kind of decide who to give the money to? Uh, well, firstly, we couldn't do it without the LFC Foundation. They've been amazing just being able to provide us with this, the, the worthy funds 
to uh, make sure that our young people and children get what they need in the city yeah. uh, and Matt and, and the team have been great so what they'll do is they'll come and meet with our local executive board and we'll read the applications together we'll decide which is really difficult to decide actually because yeah. everybody who applies for this funding they've all got really different approaches to how they work with children and young people but um, really demonstrating the impact as well so what we'll do is we'll sit together and we'll uh, decide as a board on how we're going to uh, utilize those funds twice a year yeah yeah so it's been really nice coming this morning to hear about obviously the community fund and how many people it's helping it's a hundred thousand pounds which yes. is, a, is a nice chunk of money you know the, the, the table to help a variety of different organizations and that's what he's what struck me i think 70 organizations have benefited from this 100 grand and, and all very different you yeah. know some quite big organizations somewhere it's just literally one person just, just yeah. trying to make a difference so the, the variety that is there isn't it people who are, who are doing amazing things in the city yeah and it's a holistic approach to what we're doing as well you know young people we know as young people we've been there one size doesn't fit all there's yeah. different activities and different things that young people can um you know engage in without feeling like oh there's nothing for me to do and that's what we really want to do we want to empower children and young people to become young adults and have those experiences and have those opportunities so that they can develop into young adults and be able to feel good about themselves and we know that's a ripple effect isn't it if you if you can do one good thing for one person their attitudes are going to change we're also enabling them to work with uh, professionals in the city so for example you know we, when we talk about Wigsy Woo then she's yeah. working with really vulnerable teenagers who might not have uh, other adults around them who can give them you know maybe just that support so for her to be around them they're able to then learn from an adult um, learn from each other as well and, 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 and have that feel good factor which also as we know will have a really massive impact on their mental health and well-being as well and just a little shout for Cash for Kids Aww. because of a charity I love know very well I did a marathon for Cash for Kids did I you? wanted to be known Aww. and you know for anyone who knows my lifestyle <laughs> that's, that's a great thing marathon. yeah back in 2011 wow. you can check oh <laughs> but, it, but the reason is, is because it's, it's a fantastic charity and, and obviously you guys are here as kind of funding providers but also you've got your own thing going on I'm yeah. sure Christmas is going to be busy for you as ever it is do you know I've been told I just need to move in the tower they said don't even go home and then you go in the warehouse you just stay there but we've got over 40,000 presents to be um, getting ready for our children and young people this year we've had loads of applications but the, the city and this is one thing that I'm so proud to be from Liverpool is our city and, and Merseyside the surrounding areas people are so generous and no one wants to see anybody without and yeah. I do feel dead proud and privileged to work as charity manager for Cash for Kids because everyone just wants to go come on how can we help how can we get involved if people do want, want to get involved by helping us with presents or um, fundraising for the sometimes we struggle with teenage boys that's a massive thing right. for us people don't think of teenage boys when we sing Missing Christmas yeah. so if anyone has got a teenage boy who's listening ask them what they would like for Christmas and give us a shout on social media so we can get some ideas and you know get involved if you want to follow us on um, Mission uh, Mission Christmas on our website um, so here was Zoe's place if you could just introduce yourselves first if you don't mind um, I'm Carol I am head of fundraising and I'm Natasha and I'm the corporate partnerships manager very posh styles. <laughs> love just it. made them up yeah. um, obviously in Liverpool we're well aware of Zoe's place and the amazing work that they do it's obviously hugely respected charity here but for our listeners kind of around the world if you can let people know uh, as briefly as you can what yeah. Zoe's place do 
Um, right, so we provide a respite um, end-of-life and palliative care for babies birth to five years of age. Um, and it's a real home away from home environment. We look after really poorly children who've got life-limiting, life-threatening conditions. Two strands to the work that we do is giving the families a break while the children are looked after um, by uh, qualified nurses. Um, and also on the sad occasion that a child was to pass, okay. we offer the uh, bereavement suite at our hospice to look after the child and the family right up until the time of the funeral. Right. And obviously fundraising is huge for you guys. Um, and so, yeah. you know, I, mean, I know you do stuff throughout the year and things like that to raise money to, 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 so you're able to, to offer the, the, the amazing services that you do. So Liverpool coming in with a, with a nice kind of check, what does, the, what does that mean for you guys? It's been incredible. The, um, the relationship that we've built through Janine and Matt and the foundation um, over the last sort of 18 months has been fantastic. Um, I mean, it first started with finally getting to get a visit from Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, which yeah. was brilliant. Amazing. The children absolutely love that. And the one thing for us is creating those, building those memories um, for the families and those children to have. Um, so that made a huge impact on the hospice. Everyone was so happy. And then he was so generous enough to donate, give us a donation. Oh, wow. Um, in which then the foundation got in touch and wanted to match fund it. Incredible. Which was just music to our ears we were so excited that morning when we got the phone call um, and all in total that came to £100,000 which was Unreal. a huge bonus for our hospice you know we have to raise 1.6 million a year just to keep the doors open so that was a, a huge impact for us um, and it's gone a long way definitely See, if we didn't think we could love Alex Oxley Chamberlain, yeah, yeah. uh, we did. It's an amazing yeah, story. Yeah. So, I mean, I've been really inspired coming this morning, um, just hearing about, obviously, the, the, the range of charities that the community fund benefits. I think it was 70 who got the money in. Yes, yeah. So there's Legends games. We enjoy it as Liverpool fans. You know, we, we love seeing Fernando Torres yeah, come back and things like that. But, but it's making a huge difference in the area as well, isn't it? It is. The LFC Foundation have done some incredible work. And, and I'm a big red, so it is music to my ears. Um, over the years, you know, I've seen everything in the community do amazing things and, and continue to do so. But it's so fantastic to see the LFC Foundation um, out and about in the community making such a difference to so many small, medium-sized um, charities and organisations. And it is just fantastic. So with Yvonne now, who's uh, been the star of the morning, it must be said, everyone's talking about you, Yvonne. If you could just let people know a little bit more about, about your charity and how you started and what it is you do. Okay, so um, my name's Yvonne and um, I'm a local Liverpool lady and uh, basically what I've done is I've set up a charity called Wigsy Woo and in Britain 4,000 children every year are diagnosed with some form of cancer. During the course of their treatment they lose their hair and because they're children their heads are too sensitive so they can't wear an ordinary wig. Nice. So all they can wear are baseball caps which I think must be very difficult. But the other thing that happens is, is because they lose their hair, they look different. So their brothers and sisters won't play with them anymore. So then they've got a sense of isolation. So what I've done is I've designed and made, um, using a gentle soft wool, colourful, bright uh, wigs and um, with pom-poms and tiaras and googly eyes and things. And we've made so far over 800. Wow. Um, I've taken them into Alder Hay and I've met Pippa, who's the oncology nurse there. And she said they work on many levels, and um, they're durable. They they enable the heads to breathe because of the soft wool. And um, they've got a sense of inclusion because the brothers and sisters won't want to play with. <laughs> um, and also, the, yeah. So and they put a smile on these children's faces. And uh, I've seen the the difference that they've made. And um, 
So I'm on a mission now because if there's 4,000 children, uh, we need to put 4,000 smiles back on their faces and uh, we, we make the wigs for nothing and we give the wigs away. Each one costs me around £10 to make, so obviously um, I do need help with funding if there is any out there for us. And But what we've also started doing is I've started going into um, schools um, with children in 16 and 17 year olds and I've been showing them how to make the wigs and we've been putting on wigathons and they've been making the wigs which has then given them a feeling of purpose and um, a feeling that they're making a difference and um, I also without them knowing I I'm, I'm teaching them the 10 employability skills as they're making the wigs. So it's it's working on many different levels, not just the children in hospital. I mean, it's it's an amazing story what you've done, you know, just on your own. And, and I'm sure when you started this, you never thought that one day Liverpool Football Club would be giving you money to help you out. It's it's incredible. And then just coming down today and hearing about all the all the charities that that they support, it's it's a wonderful thing. Oh, well, I'm overwhelmed. Um, by the support because when I started it there's only me and there's times um, where you think should I be doing this and even though I've seen them work you know it's, it's we all need somebody to help us and support us even if it's just somebody with pom-poms at the side saying keep going you know and what I've encountered is I, I didn't realise how fortunate I was. I knew Liverpool was great, but now I realise it's awesome because yeah. I keep meeting these amazing people who um, are offering me support financially, emotionally, physically. You know, a chap rang me and said, um, I'll do. I'll give you a unit. So I've got a unit on Dunnersbridge Road so because to store the wool. Um, Cash for Kids phoned me and they said, let us help you. Liverpool Football Club, it's just, I can't thank everybody enough because I can't do it on my own. Yeah. And I, I want to do it, but I, I can't do it without the help. And the help, I'm guessing, is just overwhelming and inspiring. Meeting so many lovely people this morning who are all making a difference. And I think that's all we're here for, is to yeah. help each other and make a difference, aren't we? So, and I'm a mum, and I just think when my son was little, if he'd have been poorly, I wouldn't have been able to cope, never mind make something. Yeah. So I just think together we can do that bit for those mums and dads, can't we? And help put smiles back on these children's faces. Okay, we are in a freezing cold Kirby this morning for the launch of Red Neighbours Walk and Football in Kirby now. They already did this in Anfield. Uh, they're doing it in Kirby now. Red Neighbours, if you don't know, is a Liverpool FC scheme getting involved in the community, doing good things, and we're always happy to highlight that at the Anfield Wrap. Uh, the idea is people 50-plus in the community can come along, have a game of football, walk and football. Loads of them are cheating and running. Um, Alan Kennedy's playing. Uh, he's out there right now, two-time European Cup winner. Um, he's given... Lots of people, lots of stick, it's fair to say. Uh, it is very competitive. We spoke to a couple of the lads uh, who play. We spoke to Shakiri as well, who's down here, uh, back in the launch. So, here's all that. Okay, we're joined by Zed and Shakiri. Uh, good to see you down here this morning. Um, do you think you'll still be playing football at 65? <laughs> I hope so, I hope so. I think uh, they are also a role model for me to, to see them how how fit they are and on, on their age. So, um, I hope I can play too when I'm... Older than them, I just heard somebody told me one guy is 82 or over, over 90 already. One, so it's uh, 
it's it's nice to see and I hope I can be also like them. <laughs> and you, you, you've just been warming up there with a, a two-time European Cup winner with Liverpool, Alan Kennedy. Uh, how was that? How do you think he's looking for 65? <laughs> very good, to be honest. Uh, very fit. Um, how I said before, I hope I can be also like like this fit after my career because uh, it's 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 not uh, simple that uh, when you when you get older and that you can stay very fit and people just stay sometimes only at home do nothing and that's I don't like this so I'm very happy to see them to, they do something uh, sometimes in football you can achieve a lot of together new to meet new friends also and uh, yeah I, I'm very happy to to meet them. And you're here in Kirby today. Is it nice to sort of get out in the community, see what Liverpool's doing in the community with the foundation? Yeah, I'm. I'm now one one year here already, and uh, how how <clears throat> how the the club works with the LFC Foundation. It's it's amazing, and uh, you can see that uh, with uh, with one day you can you can give people a nice smile, young or old, it doesn't matter. So. Um, Liverpool is doing very well with the LFC Foundation. And you, you must just speaking to people today, you must be able to sort of feel the buzz around the place because Liverpool are obviously doing really well. That helps with these kind of things. Everyone's got a smile on the face about Liverpool Football Club at the moment. Yeah, you can you can see how the, the people are happy here, the fans and how how it goes uh, from the sportive uh, side also because we are playing very well. We are, uh, we are top of the league and... We are, uh, yeah, we are playing good football, and uh, yeah, it's it's just amazing at the moment to be at the club, and uh, yeah, I hope we can keep going like this for a long time, and uh, to keep our fans uh, a smile in their face. Okay, joined now by a couple of the walk and football players. Uh, just tell us your names first off, and how old you are, and how you got involved. My name's Sol. Um, I'm 83, 84 in December. I got involved by accident. I was invited to um, the Anfield Christmas party. And I met walking footballers there, and I talked to them, and they said, "Come along." And I, I came, and that was it. And you love it? Oh, not off. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I tear up every game. I, I, you know, even when I'm aching and paining, I still come. I won't miss it. Brilliant. And, and what about yourself? Uh, I'm Billy. Uh, I'm 74, and uh, the walking football I found through Barclays Bank. I've done a bit of that. Barclays Bank, they were advertising it on the TV, so I went up to the local parks and they directed me to Liverpool, uh, Anfield, uh, there. and uh, I've joined uh, uh, there about 18 months ago, and it's the best thing that ever happened to me, because, as I say, um, life's life, I've lost my wife, the kids are all gone, and I used to sit alone, seen this ad on the TV went and it's the best thing that's ever happened to me uh, coming here because it's been all the people who are very very respectful all the players Bill Bygroves is excellent Alan Kennedy is excellent and it's just been uplifting experience for, for this time in my life and it, it's, not, it's not just a football is it, 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 it it's, it's a group of mates and having a laugh yeah yeah it's, it's exactly that you know, the camaraderie here is excellent, it's brilliant. They all like each other. And uh, if anyone wants to come, it's an Anfield Breck Road. Anyone sitting there on their own, come, you're welcome. If you can get there, you're good enough to play. And it, all that said, 
It, it, it is quite competitive, though, isn't it? And, and Alan Kennedy's given some people stick there, isn't he? Oh, yeah. It's, <laughs> once you're on there, you've, you've, your friends have gone. Off the field, we're all mates. But on there, if you're on the opposite side, you're not a friend anymore. But other than that, it's, it's great. It's, it's good fun. It's, it's football. It's competitive. Yeah. You know, it's no good pussyfooting about. If you want to you know, get stuck in and get done. Yeah. I know, at me, at first, you say... 83, I'm the oldest 83 player. There is a 92-year-old who doesn't come very often. But I'm the oldest. So they protect me, leave me alone. No, I want to get stuck in. You know, get, let's is. get muscled in. Yeah, yeah, don't, don't, yeah, don't leave me alone. Let's, it, me there's in. a few people cheating now, isn't there, running? Yeah, we all run. There is, we but you've got to remember also, these people have played football in another generation. And it's... Um, it is, you're right. It's... Uh, all habits die hard, they say, and uh, it, it does happen. But we're gradually learning all the time. Uh, we need a little few more referees, actually, in the game to referee us and to stop us when we're breaking the, you know, the, the rules. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> up to that, it, it, it's just brilliant. It's br- place is brilliant. And you can't stop people in, in the 60s, 70s and 80s that's played football all their lives just to stop like that. So we're the pioneers of this walking football and uh, hopefully uh, it'll improve that, that running gets taken out and if we get some more referees and people who evolve that way. Sports Social Podcast Network.